Welcome again to another episode of The Deep Dive, in which we take a deeper look at the topic or the passage of focus uh, from each week. Uh, My name is Brad. I'm one of the teaching pastors here at Calvary Church, and joined today for this uh, bonus episode by worship leader, creative director, Caleb Carlson. Yeah. How you doing? We're here. Doing good. We're here. Um, Yeah, we had really good uh, response to our, the last one of these episodes we did. So as a reminder for those, uh, if you didn't catch the first one, uh, we started kind of a new series of bonus episodes where we're looking at different worship songs and kind of talking through the the lyrics, the theology, uh, asking the question, what what would the shaping effect be on the people of God as they sing uh, this song in a congregational setting? And so uh, last time we talked about Honey in the Rock, a song we've sang most, you know, many times over the past year or so. Uh, today, we're, we're going to be deep diving on a song called Living Hope Yes, uh, that we uh, sang, sing this weekend. It's weird. We're, we're recording this before the weekend. <laughs> Pre-service. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll launch it uh, during the weekend, um, but it's a song we'll, we come back to. Yes. Um, so anyway, before we kind of get into the, the lyrics, yeah. um, you know, we talk about this idea of like gospel flow, gospel shape. Exactly. Um, what does that have to do with worship? Yeah, well, the, the reason we worship corporately is a response and a remembrance and a commitment to Jesus. Uh-huh. And when you're doing that and when you're committing to Jesus, you cannot forsake the gospel. Mm. You can't. Mm-hmm. It's essential. And so this is just, you know, there's songs of adoration, there's songs of confession, there's songs that we seldom sing, mm-hmm. and there's songs like this that are really just gospel flow yeah. that help us to understand what I mean by gospel flow. What we mean by gospel flow is to help us understand the gap that there was, mm-hmm. the work that Jesus did to close that gap, and the future hope that it gives us. And so... A lot of hymns are written this way. Mm-hmm. A lot of hymns have gospel flow. A lot of hymns have creation to eschaton, like creation to eternity. Um, and so, yeah, this is just, this is a gospel flow song, this song, that, uh, this one we're going to look at, but that's what we mean by yeah. gospel flow song. And let's remember, it's important to know these things and to remember these things because of that Latin phrase I used. Do you remember it? Mm-mm. Lex orandi, mm. lex credendi. Man. You just say that over and over. I know. Lex orandi, lex credendi. And that is the law of what is prayed, or in this case sung, is the law of what is believed. Mm, That's so good. What we sing is what we believe. Mm. And I'm going to repeat this one too, St. Augustine. When you sing, you pray twice because you're engaging depths that you wouldn't necessarily when just praying. Okay. So... Lex orandi, lex credendi, the law of what is believed is, or the law of what is prayed is the law of what is believed. And so we're singing our theology, just like honey in the rock. And in this case too, we're singing our theology. That's why it's important to have these gospel flow songs because you can't forget. I was actually having a conversation with a friend recently. It's like, yeah, we've got to make sure we're reminding ourselves of the gospel. This friend of mine is in sales. It's like, that'd be like you as a 35 year old salesman forgetting the kindergarten principle to say, please. And thank you. Mm -hmm. You can't, you never can. It's essential. So that's where we're at with yeah, this one. Yeah, Martin Luther once, he uh, preached the same sermon uh, weeks and weeks and weeks in a row. Yeah. And when he was asked, 
uh, he said, hey, when you guys get this one, we'll move on to the next thing. <laughs> and it was all just a very simple gospel uh, message. And I think yeah. maybe another way to say that is, you know, as a, as a people, we, we believe that we are part of a, a bigger story, yes, a larger story. Uh, the story is not limited to what Jesus has done on the cross, but it's, it's his resurrection. It's the new life that we step into as we're in this, you know, in between this already not yet. And so as the people, whenever we come together, um, we're reminding each other of this story. And we do that in different ways. Like you talk about the gospel shape or the gospel flow of a service. Yes. Um, but even in the, the minutia of a single song or um, a sermon or um, you know, even if we, if we do it right, the way we do announcements and the way we talk about yes. vision and generosity, exactly. it's all part of that retelling yes, it of is. that story. Yes, it is. So, so living hope, living hope written by Phil Wickham. I believe there's some other writers on it, but, uh, he was a main writer on it. He helped to, I mean, he, he there's a few versions of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, um, Brian Johnson helped, helped write okay. it as well. Cool. So, um, Phil Wickham came to Calvary a couple of times. Yeah. He ago. was in town last night. Yeah. 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 I saw that. I saw. So yeah, he was here, um, a few years back. So it starts out by naming that gap. Yeah, it just starts right there. Yes. And so at the end of this verse, then I want to hop into the scripture that, and I want you to kind of run with that for a second. But it says, here's a gap, like how great the chasm that lay between us, how high the mountain I couldn't climb. And it says, in desperation, I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night. Like so many pictures of... Um, Uh, despair is one way to say it, but so many pictures of this gap of this unattainable thing. Right. Um, which is incredibly important culturally speaking. Um, there was a, uh, a report survey that came out, um, about six months ago where, you know, different organizations that are always polling, you know, American people just to kind of see, Hey, where are you at with religion and spirituality and faith? And they, they pull evangelicals, they pull non-evangelicals, they pull non-religious people. And this idea of, of a chasm Mm -hmm. or of, um, you know, theologians might say, you know, total depravity, like that I actually, um, have a sinful nature. I have something that isn't right in me that I need, um, uh, life that comes from a source outside of myself is actually something that's getting lost culturally speaking. So I, I do think that anytime we can just acknowledge that, um, it, it gives us a basis for everything else. Yes. Yes, for sure. Um, okay. So continuing mm-hmm. in that, it says your loving kindness, like through the darkness, your loving kindness, that's from the Psalms. Mm-hmm. Your loving kindness leads us to repentance. Yep. Tore through the shadows of my soul. The work is finished. The end is written. Here it is. Jesus Christ, my living hope. hope. Okay. So living hope, where's that coming from? Yeah. So this phrase um, is probably in different places, but first Peter is where my mind goes. Uh, First Peter chapter one, um, verse three. So this is a letter that Peter is writing. Um, It's a general letter. So it's, it's written just to the church at large. Uh, At the time the church was, was scattered. The church was not, um, there was unity, but it was, it was still in its early stages. And so Peter is writing um, there. They are establishing their theology um, at this point. And so in uh, the beginning of his letter, he writes, blessed be the God, this is verse three, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. So, so Peter is, I mean, just beautiful wording. It's dense too. You know, it's like, there's a lot there. Yeah. Um, this, this idea of a living hope, it's, it's not a, you know, we're contrasting it with that, which is dead. It's, there's a, an active quality to our hope. It's, it's different than, um, you know, when you're little and you're, you know, you're putting your birthday list or your Christmas list together and you hope for something and, um, you know, maybe it'll come true. Maybe your parents will get it for you, but this is a hope that's actually active. It's a hope that's realized, um, experientially in the moment, but it's something that's not fully founded until the end of all things. And I love how it says, um, let's see, uh, to an inheritance. Oh, 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 uh, in the later half of verse three, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. To an inheritance that's imperishable, undefiled and unfading kept in heaven for you who by God's power, by being mm. guarded through faith, faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Like the work of the cross and the mm-hmm. resurrection is what has done this thing. Mm-hmm. And I actually think this song does a really good job then of spelling that out Mm. and saying, so there's this living hope. And so then the other verses kind of spell out the rest of what that's saying there of saying, which Christ has done by rising Mm -hmm. from the dead, Mm -hmm. which he holds for you guarded through faith for a salvation, ready to be revealed in the last Mm -hmm. time. So anyway, and and this makes me, um, a cable falling off yeah, the, I don't know what's going off on the there. wall over there. Um, this also makes me think of like first Corinthians 15, you know, and a lot of times when we think about our faith, we think about what is, is Jesus did on the cross mm. and, and we leave it at that. So my sins are covered. My, you know, all that stuff is put away, the end. um, justification. And that obviously like we're not throwing out justification. By yeah, faith. Absolutely like that's, not. that's, that's <laughs> the, a, a major portion of the gospel. Yes. But when Paul writes in first Corinthians 15, he actually the hinge that, that he puts the entire uh, weight and power of the gospel is on the resurrection. Yes. Um, because it's not that it's just, hey, Jesus has done this thing once and done. It's, it's no more. Right. But we get to actually follow him in that resurrection. And yeah. that's the hope that I think Peter here is, is, is highlighting, yeah. is that we get to follow because of what Jesus has done. Um, we, we can experience his work in our lives now, but we, we, have, we can have confidence that we can follow and we can have hope that actually this whole, you know, uh, death thing is going to be put to death. Yes. And we get to follow him into new resurrected life. It makes me think of that quote, and I don't know who it is. So if you know, tell me, and then I can actually quote them. But it's like, hope doesn't go to the darkness to die. It goes to the darkness to be born. Mm, That's what's that. happened here. Yeah. At the death of Jesus is when the hope was birthed. Yeah. And then born and flourished into resurrection life for anyone yeah, by grace through faith. That's so good. <laughs> so let's talk maybe like over f- four minutes or yeah, so, you yeah, know, of minutes. like what the rest of the song. Yep. Okay. There's the choruses are very responsive. Mm-hmm. A lot of these gospel flow songs. Yeah. We're, we're gathered together corporately. So it's good to say it, to hear it for ourselves, to hear it from others. But then it's also good to say, Hey, like, 
but here's our response to it mm-hmm. in gratitude. Mm-hmm. So, and this is one of those songs where as you're singing it, you almost can't help but physically respond. Oh man, yeah. It's just one of those for sure. Yeah, one of those for songs. sure. So it says, so it said that about the gap in the first verse, mm-hmm. and then said, yeah, but there was Jesus Christ, my living hope. Then it says in the second verse, who could imagine this mercy, mm-hmm. right? Um, or this grace. Um, but God, it says, step down from glory mm-hmm. to wear my sin and bear my shame. Mm-hmm. And then it says, the cross is spoken. I'm forgiven. The King of Kings calls me his own, you know, and then it says, beautiful savior. I'm yours forever. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, my living hope. Then there's this response. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah. Death has lost his grip on me. You've broken every chain. There's salvation in your name. Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. my living hope. So there's this response and then it's like, oh yeah, but then there's something else coming. Mm -hmm. And this is where we get to the return of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So it says, then came the morning, uh, or I'm so it refers to resurrection, Mm -hmm. but that's also going to refer in a second to future Mm -hmm. return Mm -hmm. came the morning that sealed the promise. Your buried body began to breathe. Out of the silence, the roaring lion declared, the grave has no claim on me. Jesus, yours is the victory. Mm-hmm. And that's where it pushes us into, okay, there's victory and there's future victory. So that when he returns, this song right now that we're singing, hallelujah, praise the one who mm-hmm. set me free, is the song we're actually going to sing for eternity. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how this song pulls out this gospel flow. We're singing scripture. Yeah. Which is really important when you consider this principle of lex arandi, lex credendi. Yeah. If the law of what is prayed is the law of what is believed, then hopefully we're praying, singing mm-hmm. the scriptures. Yeah. And as we gather as his people, as yeah. a gathered people, um, this is something that I think uh, we don't know what the person next to us is going through. Yes. We don't know even always, if we're honest, what we're going through. Yes. And singing this and letting, you know, hearing someone else sing it in faith, us singing it in faith confidently, um, it does have a shaping effect so that in the moments when maybe we are prone to despair or when we're struggling with something yes. or when this uh, hope that we confess that we're waiting for and we believe uh, maybe has lost some of its um, potency. Yes. Um, that gathered expression of God's people singing this in faith, um, it does fuel us and it launches us into a, into a week yep. where this can maybe be a little more true. Yes. It's awesome. That's good. Caleb, thank you so much for, for joining. Um, hope that uh, y'all, as you listen, um, maybe th- hopefully these words have moved you. And as yeah. we sing uh, this song next time, uh, it has maybe a little deeper meaning. Um, there's so many scripture references throughout this, yes. uh, throughout this song. And we want to be a people that is, that are singing our theology um, that keep our Bibles open. As we, uh, as we talk about on this podcast, um, not just uh, when we're, you know, reading our Bibles for our own personal study, but uh, even as we join together to worship and sing corporately, our praises to God for what he has done, what he's doing and what he will do. So thank you for joining us. You can find this deep dive on our website, calvary.church slash resources. There's other resources there as well. If you have any questions, if you have any songs that you'd like to see us talk mm-hmm. about, um, Calvary, uh, just go to our, our web, um, send us an email, sorry, podcast at calvary.church. Uh, we'd love to just have a conversation, interact with you, or you can throw it in the comments, the chat uh, here as well. Go in grace and peace, and we'll catch you again next time on the deep dive. 
Thanks for listening to The Deep Dive, a Calvary Church Media Productions podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts.